Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The following program contains coarse language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. I was going to try to burp, but I just couldn't time it. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, American planet Earth. Welcome to another Friday. Pour those drinks and saddle up to your preferred listening devices because you've turned in to tuned, tuned in rather, to another live episode of the only podcast to have out pizza the hut and recommended by three out of ten OBGYN professionals and their patients. It's he said, she said. I'm your ghoulish and slightly intoxicated host, Mickey Blowtorch, and joined with me tonight is my good friend and broadcasting partner. You know her, you love her, her furniture restoration brought sexy back. It's Aggie Reekin, and we're coming at you live from Charlie Brown's Pumpkin Patch, where Linus is patiently waiting for the great pumpkin. Hello, Aggie. Happy Halloween-ish. Happy pre-Halloween week. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, it's almost time. I'm excited. I've been working oh, on my costume. <laughs> Have you got a costume picked out? Are we done? I do. Are we locked I do. and loaded? I, I had to scratch my uh, my first choice because I, I just didn't have the time to, you know, get it all together. And so I'm going to defer that one to next year. And so this year was my second choice. But I cannot disclose what it is yet. Oh, it's still a secret. <laughs> yes, yes. I just Thanks. logged into the chat. I have to say hello to the dudes oh, and the dudettes. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back on the air. It's the you know Friday. I look forward to Friday all week long. Not not because of it being Friday anymore. I could give two shits really. I've had a year and a half off of work, basically working from home and. And living that COVID lifestyle. So, you know, Fridays don't really mean what they used to mean. But I look forward to being on the air with you every Friday. It is so it's, much fun for me. And it's just the little happy thing that I've got to look forward to during the week. It's kind of like, yes, you, you've been working from home. Yes, we've been stuck at home. Yes, we, you know, and I live now in the boondocks. BFE as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> 
So this is like <laughs> our release valve. This is the time that we can have irreverent fun and not care or give a shit what anybody else thinks. This is why I like it. <laughs> I love it too. It it always and, and then all week long I, I try to think of something awesome and groundbreaking to talk about and we always end up cramming at the last minute. Yes, it's it's and and yet it works. And sometimes when we have absolutely no topic, we still manage to pull something. Sometimes. Other times other times it's like, wow, that was a close call. I don't know how we made it through that entire ninety minutes not talking about anything in particular. <laughs> It's almost like Seinfeld of the airwaves. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, did you see where Seinfeld's actually on Netflix? I did. I did. I thought that was kind of cool. I, I know several people that are like, yeah, I can start from the beginning. And I'm like, but you saw the entire series. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the... You can kind of watch it out of order with no real big storyline problems. But... Once in a while, there's Easter egg jokes that they kept moving forward in different episodes. Yeah, true, true. So, yeah, my um, uh, my sister-in-law, she's married to my brother. She loves Seinfeld, so she has been completely enjoying it. It's what she uses to, like, zen herself. So she'll put on an episode when she's doing her yoga, you know, <laughs> and, 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 I'm, and I'm like, how does that work? Because you were actually paying attention to the episode as you're doing yoga. And she says, it's it's literally about nothing. So it just runs. And I just and I remember what it was, but it, it also helps me to keep count and, you know, and what I'm doing and all that stuff. And I'm going, oh, okay, more power to you. I couldn't do it, but <laughs> apparently she, she uses she's it doing, for, for... She's doing downward dog and it's like, bow, 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 bow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny. You know, I really do love Seinfeld. I, not so much when I was a preteen and, and younger teen. I thought it was, it was <clears throat> fucking boring to me at that age and simply that's because i had no idea how to be a real person i guess once you are an adult and you realize how absolutely horrible those people are the show is that much funnier <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean uh, talk I about that... the most superficial people you will ever meet in your life and in particular my spirit animal george costanza oh my gosh if if you ever want to know how I am in the workplace, George Costanza. Buck naked. I've been the guy that's napped <laughs> under the desk. I never slept with the cleaning lady. I uh, <clears throat> When I was in the military, I used to walk around with a clipboard and always have an angry look on my face so nobody would bother me. That was my oh, trademark. That That's actually brilliant. Everybody thought I was taking <laughs> volunteers for something. So nobody would ever talk to me. And then I would just look like, son of a bitch, I got to get over here. And when you have that, that look of importance or, or important task on your face, you, you don't get bothered. And that's total Costanza. Yes. That, yeah, he he did have that, that certain look about him, I suppose. <laughs> he was, every single character in that in that place was just so perfectly suited for other characters it was a really good ensemble cast i didn't watch much of it because 
unfortunately, Thursdays I had to work um, during the evening shift. So every so often I would catch it and my uh, roommate, she would tell me about it, you know, and stuff. But uh, it, it was just, it, it, they, they were really good foils uh, to, for each other. So I think that's why it worked so well. Yeah, I, I don't think <laughs> that's I've, how they got away with a show about nothing. <laughs> I, I I don't think I've ever seen a cast that was as quite like you explained just now in any other show out there. I mean, something that was just so the I I guess what I'm trying to say is like the uh, the success of the show played off of their chemistry together rather than just the writing, which was brilliant too. But if you look at like just any run of the mill sitcom. It doesn't matter who the fuck is really in there. Like, look at Home Improvement. We probably could have had, like, three or four different kids, and it wouldn't have mattered as long as Tim Allen was still there, you know? I mean, Jill was great, uh, but the truth is, is there probably could have been another actress that played Jill. But if you, when you look at Seinfeld, none of those people could have been interchanged with anybody else and had the chemistry that they brought to the show. It's funny that you bring up that they could have had another actress to play Jill because originally she was not supposed to be Jill. They had chosen a very, uh, uh, very willowy blonde actress whose name escapes me right now. And they did a test run for that. And people just didn't like the character. They thought she was too wimpy for him. So that's how the, the actress that ended up playing her, that's how they picked her. They went with the exact opposite of what they had, which was a stronger woman who didn't take shit <laughs> Well, yeah, and that, and I think that, well, you know, maybe I'm wrong on that point, though. I guess, I guess what I'm trying, if if you get a similar woman, like a similar persona that Jill was, you could have changed her out. But yeah, I think that her, uh, her resistance against Tim and his, his crazy whimsical bullshit was probably one of the, uh, the more successful factors of that particular show. Mm-hmm. So anyway... So. Anyway. My point's defeated slightly, but not too bad. I, I get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, I, I uh, totally missed you last week. Vincent Charles stepped in for you, and we had a we had a really funny show. It was it was pretty cool. Mostly uh, drunkenness. I don't think we were sober very long into the show. Oh, I'm surprised you started off sober. Into the show. <laughs> well, that's my number one rule. I am sober until the show starts. Okay. Until about thirty minutes prior to the show, I gotta, and then I'll I'll have a drink while I'm writing the show material out, and that kind of loosens me up. But I stay sober all day, and by that I mean no drinking booze. I'll do bong rips all day long. That doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Beer's a different I, thing. I was I was very happy uh, to hear Vincent uh, and. Uh, and you uh, holding up the uh, the podcast last week. It was it was really really fun. I, I like it when he uh, when he guest hosts. I do too. <laughs> he's he, hilarious. He's uh, he was he's perfect for my dude bro show. Yes, yes, and you should have more dude bro shows, you know. But I don't know how late you listened into the show, but we ended up having a surprise guest, and that was Janie Mack. Ah, oh, damn it. I missed out on Janie. Ugh. Yeah, we. she was in the chat room, so I thought, what the hell? And I called her up on Skype, and she picked up, and boom, was guest host on the show. Yay! Oh, I'm going to have to, like, finish listening then. But it, it was 
it was funny because we all kind of petered out towards the end. They were like, yeah, okay. Nice. Yeah, okay, nice. we gotta go. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're kind of we're doing like the 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 king of the hill back alley thing with, mm-hmm, yep, uh, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> we're like the intellectual king of the hill. Yes, well, you know, all, all three of you are very deep intellectuals. So, no, we we had a so, blast, yeah. and of course, we absolutely missed you. Well, I missed you guys too. Um, you know, it was a it was a rough uh, rough couple of days there, but uh, and I was I was beat, so I had to defer to guest hosts. And I'm and I'm but I'm glad that you guys had fun. It sounded like you guys were having a blast. So Aggie was actually being a, a den mother for like a sorority that entire <laughs> week, and they stayed up every night having pillow fights. <laughs> you wish. So I had to step in so she could get some rest ridiculous i advised against it but you know aggie's gonna do what aggie wants to do (laughs) well you know i mean those pillow fights aren't gonna fight themselves (laughs) (laughs) those feathers ain't gonna fly by themselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) oh boy okay go ahead and tug on her hair Mm. (laughs) yeah real gentle like Mm. (laughs) So that's 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 the story that we're sticking to. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. Whew, catching my breath here. So coming up next uh not this Sunday, but next Sunday next... is uh Ooh. So Yeah. Oh, you have plans Almost next Sunday? Time. Oh yeah. Oh, Halloween. I, I I I don't have plans for Halloween. So we are coming up with a surprise for all of you listeners if it, it comes to fruition, which I give it a 50-50 of it happening. There's a lot of moving parts. We've got about a week, and this crew is the crew that likes to procrastinate the mostest. And we're good <laughs> at our, it. It's our gift. It's, it is our gift. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you some more about procrastination in a bit. But this uh, 29th, October 29th will be our Friday show, and that's going to be our Halloween show. The Halloween show. And what we actually want to do is have, like, Ordy, G, everybody, the KLRN family, come together on the show. And we're going to attempt. I doubt it's going to be that successful, but it's going to be fun. We're going to do a live read of Orson Welles' War of the Worlds on KLRNradio.com on October 29th. And I think that's going to be really cool. What I'm kind of imagining, kind of like a Brat Pack thing going on, or Rat Pack, I'm sorry. Sammy Davis, fucking Dean Martin, just boozing it up, having cocktails, and then as we read all of our perspective, respective lines from uh, from the play, I think that would be super duper awesome. I think it would be so cool if we could pull that off. It would be epic. It would be so epic. And, of course, Vincent Charles will be there. We've talked about it uh, several times. We've actually been talking about, and, and, of course, nobody's really done anything, and I guess I need to kind of kick myself in the ass and pull some stuff together. But maybe having a regular show on KLRN where we read all kinds of uh, old radio plays, kind of like recreate our versions of The Shadow, um, things like that. 
That would be so cool. And we could actually probably record all of those and just have them set to play. You know, we've got we've got a lot of uh, areas um, throughout our our broadcasting spectrum that are open and available, and we can we can totally flood that with some cool stuff until permanent shows find their homes there. <laughs> Isn't that an awesome idea? I think so. I think it'd be great. <laughs> so, but I'm totally stoked <laughs> about the Ordy. War of the World. Already in chat. <laughs> Thank you. We should do this. Okay. So when is this happening? <laughs> October 29th. We've got like zero time to prepare for this, which is going to add to the hilarity. All I really need to do is, uh, A, we all need to get together this week sometime, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, and just talk about the uh, the organization of it, and then assign roles from the script, and we should be good to go. And then just make sure we've got the appropriate amount of alcohol available. <sighs> for for next weekend, yes, I'll I'll break my my no drinking. Well, it's going to be Halloween ish. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, it'll be Halloween. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. It's it's not. I mean, it, it, okay. So I really dig Halloween. Weirdly, I never, very seldom do I decorate for Halloween, okay? I'm not like my sister that lives down the road from me. She goes all out. I'm talking, she has, because she has like a huge front yard, she can set up all sorts of things. So she's got, uh, you know, a cemetery on one side. She's got giant spiders. They're about five feet across from uh, the second story um, hanging down the house. She's got, I mean, she's got all sorts of stuff outside and inside the house. Me, I have a little skull in a jar and a couple of pumpkins and that's about it. But out of everybody in the family, I'm the only one that goes out of her way to get dressed up for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I'm like, and I always think outside the box. It's never, sometimes it's going to, it's a pun. Sometimes it's a, a character or a take on a character, you know, but but it's always something outside of the box. So, If you think inside the box too, you're like on Schrodinger level thinking. Ooh, yeah, that's true. Mind blown. Yeah, Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's brain. Schrodinger's <laughs> boner. <laughs> Sturgeon and flaccid. Okay, it, first of all, it, I gotta answer Crow. It's a little plastic skull that I bought at the dollar store years ago. It's yeah, not a right. real one yet. <laughs> yet. Although uh, I was walking <laughs> the property the other day and I did find a possum skull, so. Hmm. Maybe I'll, oh, start... I'll go back and clean that up and use that. Aggie's taxidermy. <laughs> did you yeah, see the alligator much. skull I bought in New Orleans? <laughs> yes, I did. Or the, the taxi <laughs> alligator head, rather. That that was my most favorite. I was so proud of that. I flew that home on my lap the entire time. Did anybody say anything? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody wanted to make eye contact with me. <laughs> okay. We have now found a trick 
to getting people on a plane to leave you the fuck alone. Carry <laughs> a taxidermy gator head with you. <laughs> also, long hair and a beard. The more homeless you look, the less people. <laughs> so this is like tourists thought that I was homeless because I looked so funky. All the homeless folks knew that I wasn't homeless, so they all thought I was a cop. Nobody bothered me the entire time I was down there. Yeah, it's a it's a thin line. It, it's a really, really narrow gap, I guess, between homeless and vice. You know, <laughs> I would have been an awesome vice cop. You would have, actually. <laughs> Honest to God, I thought when we first met because you were secretive about what you did for a living. And honestly, full disclosure, I still don't really know. <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. I thought he was vice. I honestly thought that Mickey was a vice cop because of the way he, you know, came across and the stuff that he would say about his work and everything. So I was like, oh, wow, I'm talking to vice. <laughs> I, I would have been good at vice and I would have been good at narcotics. Oh, no, you would not have been good at that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you would have fucked that it's up been, for everybody. It's been 18 months, blowtorch, and you still haven't had a bust. What are you talking about? You're so all, I'm still investigating, Cap. <laughs> investigation's just dragging on. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but that was, uh, that was the perfect urban camouflage for me. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. It worked. And all like all a... I really needed was uh, my aviator sunglasses and a bandana to tie my hair. And then the the look just completed itself. I loved Perfect. seeing the tourists, like, move over when they saw me walking <laughs> towards them. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> No, it was it was brilliant. It is. It is. I I think that you played it off really really well and managed that whole leave me alone thing quite well. It was perfect. That I should. Um, that reminds me of one of my Halloween costumes. I'm just going to add it to my list real quick. Ah, okay. Yes, tonight we will be talking about Halloween costumes. What we have worn in the past, our favorite Halloween costumes that we've worn in the past. Some Halloween costumes that we hope to wear in the future. Yes, we actually showed up with a structured show today. Yes, we did have a structured show. We threw an honest-to-God show together today. And it's been a while since we've actually done that, honestly. We've yeah, been, we, we we got lazy and complacent, and we've been shooting from the hip. And you know, we get lucky once in a while, but you can't do that every episode. We need to come back to our basics, to our three by three yes. lists. Our three by threes, yes, our three by three. I love our lists. I've missed our lists, and you know, <laughs> everybody, of course, everybody in this chat room is bringing up Steve. Yes, that I think that's probably <laughs> our fans' favorite show that we've ever had. That's the only show that keeps the coming date? back in into conversation. Our worst dates, yes. We, that was our worst date show. And Steve <laughs> was a gentleman suitor of Aggie's that went to Rye. And everybody's uh, general consensus is fuck Steve. 
in our chat room is live and rowdy tonight with the old fuck Steve um, uh, chant there. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one thing that keeps coming back into play. And and shit, that that show was probably, what, like eight months ago, maybe? Something like that. It was quite a while back. What what cracks me up is, like, I'm detailing how this date went, and I was in the back of my mind, well, it wasn't too bad, you know? You know, so he snuck out, you know, <laughs> left me there and everything. But all in all, the food was good. <laughs> I always, and this is me, I always look on the bright side. It drives some people absolutely batshit. It my mom, if she's not in the mood for my bright side of life shit, she will tell me before I even open my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Don't time, even. I know. One time she, I'm visiting her and, and she's talking about how. I don't, I don't even know how the conversation started. But she, she was talking about having to, um, you know, I think it was gift giving for one of her sisters. It was her sister's birthday coming up. And, you know, I told her, you know, she was complaining that my, my aunt was, uh, was very picky and she just wants, you know, the, the best of everything and all this, blah, 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 and all that stuff. And I said, well, mom, just give her money. And that way she, she will, you know, she can buy whatever she wants with it. I mean, it doesn't, if you must give her a gift, give her something that's flexible for her. I I, I would have you... brought frankincense. <laughs> <Hey>! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and she was and she was like, "Don't don't even start giving me no. I don't want to hear it. If you're going to be all nice and, do it. and blah 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 and all this stuff, I don't I don't need to hear that. Go outside. Go away." So I went outside. <laughs> there for an hour until she finally opened the door. Okay, you can come back inside now. <laughs> uh, but you know, sometimes I just I do. I look at the are. I look at the You're my the little silver, silver lining. lining. Yeah, you Ooh. have to. You have to look at the silver lining. You know, I'm I'm pretty optimistic for the most part. You but are. I'm also a realist and a cynic. So everything that I am ends up being very paradoxical to my other personality traits. So it's kind of like a an odd inner struggle. But it's not really a struggle, so that doesn't make sense either. And yet another part of the paradox. I don't I don't know how I'm able to um to be so happy. I know oh, I know it's called fucking weed and beer. That that's it. It's beer. Life solved, ladies and gentlemen. Right there. So I'm I'm able to be a misanthropic asshole but still be like happy go lucky Mickey Blowtorch. You are, you're so, you're our, you know, and there are very few people out on Twitter that make Twitter fun. And I, I cannot stress enough how you, Alaskan Courtney, Stacy D is another one. Um, you know, you guys are always so cheerful and sharing funny things and brightening up the day. And it, it's just, it's, it's such a relief, really. <laughs> Even when I'm feeling negative and complain about shit, I manage to make it somewhat funny and whimsical. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. 
and and it's and it, believe me, it's noticed and it's so appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> it really it's my is. pleasure. <laughs> but let's let's, let's, fucking, let's do some Halloween costumes. All righty. We've we've been waiting all day to talk about this. So <laughs> let, let's start out with favorite costumes that we have been in the past, and we'll let's talk about those. So let's start. You know, let's go three to one. And okay. You go ahead and start off with your third. All right. So my third favorite costume that I did is actually my current Avi. It's Tippy Hedron. Ooh. Yes. I actually really enjoyed. I mean, I went out of my way. You guys have no idea how long it took me to find a green suit, first of all. It's not even close to the same green that she wore or even the same style. But it had to be green. And that was the only green (laughs) suit from the 60s that I could find anywhere. And um, it was so easy to make. It's so simple to do. And it just, it. I mean, I mean seriously, people just died laughing when I wore <laughs> that outside. It's an absolutely <laughs> adorable costume. You look cute as a button in it. And it's always <laughs> going to be you. my favorite because that's how I remember you from when I very first met you. That's right. That's right. We we fear. Yeah, that's right. About three years ago, Halloween time. <laughs> oh, it was. It's been longer than that. I but bet that it's was been the first over Halloween five years. That you saw me dressed up. Yes. Was that three years ago? It had been longer. Yeah, it was 2018. That was my 2018 costume. Okay. But I I could have sworn I knew you around 17. I had oh, I, I knew you before that. I'm sure I did. But that's what I remember you for specifically. <laughs> Is that? I, it's amazing because a lot of people have commented that on, across social media platforms that saw it. As a matter of fact, I, um, I got a message from a lady in a rock group that I'm in. You're yeah, in a rock group? The whole rock thing. No, Are you no, like no, uh, painting rocks? Oh, I was thinking singing, of the bangles. Painting rocks. And, um, you know, she sent me a message. She said, I think. I don't know what it was, but I think you were dressed up and you had crows or something. Do you remember that? And I was like, well, of course I remember it. I did it. <laughs> she <laughs> wanted to borrow my costume for a party. And luckily, we the, the suit that I bought was actually larger for me, too large for me. So I had to pin it in. Uh-huh. But it was perfect on her. So she wore it. She borrowed it. I think it was uh, last year. And uh, and she was like, I, she said, I was the hit of the party. Nobody expected Tippy Hedren. <laughs> that is so cool. Fun. <laughs> Too funny. All right. So what is your number three? All right. So my number three is, um, okay, I'm going to go with this one. My number three, I was 26. I had a tuxedo that I had bought when I was in the Navy. And really funny story. I was at a mall. I saw a tuxedo that was on clearance. I wanted it, and I wanted it. It was it's like an obnoxious tuxedo. It was all it's all black and 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 whatnot. But the you know the cut was a little bit older and more um, more retro, in like mm-hmm. the collar area and then the, like the piping and all of that shit. So me and my buddies we were all drunk and we walked into the uh, the shop and I said, I want this. I want it now. I'm getting married. <laughs> And that was, of course, I wasn't fucking getting married, but they fucking hemmed it up for me like in two hours. Oh my gosh, really? Yes. 
And so I like I bought it, and then I went home with a tuxedo, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, tuxedo!" Anyway, I never did anything <laughs> with it. Oh, I take that back. I did wear it to a couple of command functions, and everybody's like, "What the fuck are you doing in a tuxedo?" I was that guy in the military. Of course, you were. You were that guy. <laughs> you were that guy that would wear a tuxedo instead of his uniform. <laughs> but this is what you didn't have to wear a uniform, like a like command, like after hours functions. Or barbecues, things like that. I would show up where it was inappropriate to wear a tuxedo. Oh my and, word! Um... I to be a fly <laughs> on those walls. Honest to God, I would have loved to have seen. I my military <laughs> service was incredible. So I had this tuxedo, and it still happened to fit me when I was 26 years old in a brand new uh, DD214 uh, holder. So I was working at this uh, place that had a lot of young women it was fun to be at it was it was just full of young folks and um so i wore the tuxedo but i bought these theatrical devil horns and had them uh affixed to my head with a little bit of makeup and made it look pretty cool so i was the devil and that got so much attention and i I wore this red silk shirt with the tuxedo and i i flipped the collar out because it was kind of like a, a larger collar shirt in fact, uh-huh. it was a hand-me-down from my, my dad, his undercover days. He had this collection of like this 80s and 70s vintage clothing that didn't fit him anymore that I inherited that fit me up until like ah, about 26-ish. And so I was wearing this, uh, in fact, it was, it was Kiana. That was the name of the fabric. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's kind of like a silky rayon type thing. Yes. Kind of, uh-huh. it, it's like polyester, but it, it, it's awesome 70s shit. So I had this this nice dark red one. I had the collar flipped up. I looked like 1970s disco devil, and that was one of my favorite costumes. We all went and partied that night, and it was it was a good time. So that was that was one of my favorite Halloweens. Now, just to give you a little bit of background on Halloween for me, I I grew up in Montana, so Halloween in Montana kind of sucked because half half of the Halloweens you had up there it was just too fucking cold. There was either too much snow, the ice were the roads were iced over, things like that. So there was, it was really iffy on if you were going to get to do anything or not. So growing up, I didn't really have a lot of cool Halloweens. So being the tuxedo devil was one of the funner ones that I had in my life. <laughs> that is so epic, <laughs> and a really good use. You know, reuse and recycle, people. Get stuff out of your closet to make your costumes because (laughs) it's a lot more fun that way. (laughs) Repurpose. (laughs) You never know what's going to come in handy. No, no, you're not. I mean, I I, I don't go to social functions much anymore, obviously. I'm in the middle of, as I said, BFE. But I still keep a couple of evening gowns and let's face it, I'm a shoe whore. So I have plenty of shoes that that I'm never going to lack shoes. Um, so I, but I keep all of that. And, you know, one year, um, my neighbor across the street, she was like, I I need a costume and I have no idea what to do. And she and I were approximately the same size. And I said, you know, I was going to donate this, uh, dress and I, it was just a brown velvet sheath, you know, long sheath that I got. I think it was on Land's End, you know, one Christmas or something. And it was brown. And she's like, okay, what do I do with it? I said, well, you know, 
I have all of these fake leaves and I have this and I have that. And she went as Mother Nature and everybody just wowed over the costume. And I'm like, oh, I literally cute. shit that I had in my closet and in my craft room. You would have made me so happy as a kid. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> you have no idea what I did with my brother. <laughs> my brother came late in life. I was 17 when he was born. Oh, okay? what a lucky kid. So when he was about... Uh, oh, okay. So his first Halloween, he was 11 months old. Almost, yeah, 11 months old. And so... <laughs> I wanted to take him trick-or-treating. And mom's like, no, he doesn't have a costume, blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, I can make a costume out of anything. I ended up wrapping him in silver lame and took um, uh, pieces of felt that were yellow and green and white and red and made him into a stuffed baked potato. Oh, that's super cute. And since I was carrying him, you know, like a baby, it, it he looked like a potato. And I mean, my mom was like, only you would think about this. Hell, one time I took a garbage lid, one of those tin garbage cans. I took a garbage lid and made myself a spoon. Okay, it was in the back. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Seriously, I can do anything with our costume. My, um, my big problem with Halloween, and I've always failed miserably at this, is A, I'm a procrastinator, so I always wait to the last minute to pull the trigger on something, right? And then B, I just never have awesome ideas of what to be for Halloween. And every October, like, it's, it's the 22nd, I have no idea if I'm going to dress up this year or not. I can't think of anything to be. And it always ends up biting me in the ass. And then when I was a kid growing up, my mom was always so busy working... You know, she was a single parent and never really had that much time. We were latchkey kids. So, really, costumes were on us after a certain age if we wanted to go out and, and, and do fun things. And Halloween is still fun. I don't care how old you are as a teenager. You, you don't have to cross that threshold where you quit dressing up, but you start acting like a pretentious ass and, and don't want to participate anymore. But you never really have to, you know what I mean? So I, I always kind of wanted to do things with my friends and never really had those opportunities. So I had to be creative. And a lot of times it was like, meh, not that creative. You know what I mean? One time uh -huh. my friend and I decided to go trick-or-treating and we didn't have any costumes. So we cut holes in cardboard boxes and we were blockheads. This was the eighth grade. Just so we could go out and get candy. <laughs> And then some teenagers end up fucking with us, and then we had to throw down, and, you know, the the blockhead costume was ruined. It was a horrible Halloween. It, it just never really panned out for me. I'm like, Halloween never aligns really all that awesome in my stars. And I wanted to, because I love the entire month and season. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> All righty. Okay, so now we're at, what, two? Number two. Okay. So my number two is one that I actually readapted for 2019. But in 2013, I went as the Booze Fairy. <laughs> nice. It was, it was really cool because 
I had, um, if you guys recall the, I don't know if you recall the fairy wine mother, which was kind of a, a very fluffy tulle skirt. And I had a, a corset in the same champagne shade. And I carried a, a little bottle of wine and a, and a glass, a, a wine glass. And I had grapes and corks as my tiara and, you know, that kind of thing. Well, for the booze fairy, it was slightly different. My tiara was made out of Smirnoff uh, air, air, airplane <laughs> bottles, the little ones. Yeah. Because they had different colors. They came in different colors. And so what I did was, after decanting the vodka and using it in something, <laughs> mm -hmm. I filled it I filled it all up with glitter and shook it around for the glitter to, like, stick to the, you know, the wet that was in there. Uh-huh. And sealed it tight. And then I glued those to a headband. And I carried around little bottles tied on a belt um, for the adults. Like a shots girl? <laughs> Pretty much. That's awesome. <laughs> How do you think of little things like that? Like, just, I'm just going to sprinkle some glitter in I here just... and it's going to stick to the sides. That's ingenious MacGyver shit. I, just, I don't have that brain. creativity. It's it doesn't. My brain. My creativity does not flow that way. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it was a short circuit or something. I have no idea how I think this way. <laughs> well, that's adorable. I love it. My number two is a little bit raunchier. And I guess this was two years ago. Me and the girl went to a party at my friend's house, and they were having a cops and robbers themed party he, he, his birthday is in october so they combine their halloween party and his birthday party into one and it's you it, every year it's themed and they do like prizes they're really cool folks uh some really good friends of mine they they do prizes in in different categories and they just you know they throw a lot of money at it and have a lot of fun and so on that particular year the 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 theme was cops and robbers you had to be something like law enforcement or criminal or mobs and shit like that. So me and the girlfriend ended up being undercover prostitutes. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. So wait, wait, wait. I, okay. You yeah, were, I wore Daisy Dukes <laughs> and I, I bought some, those 1970s tube socks, you know, with the stripes and had those pulled up to my knees. And I wore a shirt that said, one in the oven, like Mahoney Warren Police Academy. Yes. But I tied it up in a knot so you could see my hairy gut, like, poking out. And then I had a big mullet wig. Like, this gigantic Joe Dirt fucking blonde wig. And and then I wore mirrored sunglasses. And then uh, she ordered a Julia Roberts uh, outfit. The one she wore in Pretty Woman. You know, the little... Um, white shirt with yes. the blue skirt and the little metal hook or the metal loop that connected the two. She wore that and then the, the blonde wig. And we got first place for her funniest costume. It was pretty awesome. I can't. Oh, <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> I stuffed a pair of socks into my crotch so it looked like I had this honking, just massive junk. And everybody <laughs> at the party was talking about it. Like, people didn't want to ask me if it was real or not, and, like, why we were whispering and shit like that. 
and my girl told me that she heard people talking about it in the other room. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh my word, that is just I cannot the epicness of that it's it's blown into the stratosphere. <laughs> I'm gonna have to send you pictures. I, I I I think I sent you a picture, but maybe not. I'll see if I can find one and I'll I'll send it to you. I can't I can't post it unfortunately. <laughs> that I was a like super these. fun Halloween. <laughs> That is too funny. So, that was my number two. What was your number one? My number one is actually the one costume that I did that was, like, really outside of the box. Um, it, I, I, some people liked it, and a lot of people are, like, kind of confused about it. But I took a cartoon character... Uh, were actually a book character, I should say, uh, Alice in Wonderland. But instead of dressing up as Alice, you know, with the little blue dress and, you know, the little white tights, uh -huh. and I went in an opposite direction and I did post-apocalyptic Alice in Wonderland. Really? And that is, that was my most favorite costume ever. When was this? Give us a time frame. Um, Tell us a little bit was, about it. I think Put it, it was, in the context. Uh, I think that was 2017. I'll find the I'll find the picture um, and post it in chat. But I I wore a black short um, leather jacket. I had a white corset underneath and blue tights. Um, yeah, well leggings. There were leggings and then black boots. And my belt was actually a chain. And from the chain were the icons hanging from, um, there were icons hanging. And the icons were the Cheshire Cat's tail, a teacup, a bottle that said, drink me. Um, you know, it, it just, diff those different iconic pieces from the story. And I had um, the uh, Mad Hatter's uh, size tag you know the nine nine tenths that was tucked into the bodice and i had a heart um choker for the queen of hearts and it was just and you had to look closely in order to understand what i was doing but let me tell you when i was handing out candy every single adult figured it out kids didn't kids were like oh she's just some crazy lady <laughs> that's know? awesome but I mean, I'm serious. Kids figured it out, and it was like real. I, I quick. gotta see a picture now. I bet uh, that's okay, awesome. I'll, I'll find it, you know. But that was that was my number one. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I tend to think outside the box. It was, it was a lot of fun to do, and so that's why it's my favorite because it was just not something that most people would have. When, when you have to make off-the-cuff references, though, that's, that's a little bit trickier than, than not. <laughs> it's, it is funny, though. And if you look in your <laughs> inbox, I just sent you a picture of me dressed up as a male prostitute. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, let me go real quick. 
All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the girl looks absolutely stunning. But you, my friend, <laughs> you take the cake. You like those short shorts? <laughs> those were my favorite lucky brand jeans and i cut them just for the uh well they had holes in them so they weren't serviceable enough anymore <laughs> i sacrificed them for the uh daisy dukes that i was wearing in that photo <laughs> i'm crying how do you like the wig it's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is this—it's beyond epic. I gotta say, this this wins everything. That was one of my favorite Halloween costumes, but my most favorite goes to when I was about four years old or so. My mom was uh, very Martha Stewarty when my folks were still married. Super creative, super everything. So, like for the first four or five Halloweens that I was uh, alive for, she went all out on Halloween costumes. And I remember one year, the back of a box of Fruit Loops had this Toucan Sam mask that you could cut out and wear and pretend you were Toucan Sam. So my mom thought that that was such a cute idea, she ended up making me an entire Toucan Sam outfit. And then she made this little glowworm outfit for my little brother and Aww. she made this little little tiny parade float thing that i could tow my little brother like on a little tiny trailer on my big wheel and she had it decorated up and we actually ended up in the local newspaper when we um went to this halloween contest and i i still remember it and i know that's a super young age for uh memories and whatnot but i remember dressing up like this toucan sam and my little brother in the little glowworm costume and i'm posting a picture of it right now in the chat this was 1983 or 84 oh that is so cute and i remember pedaling around in my little big wheel and my little brother sitting on the back of his little trailer there and it was absolutely adorable. And that was my favorite Halloween costume. That's the one costume I always think of anytime I think about Halloween. It is so cute. Yeah, she used to go all out. One year she made us these panda bear outfits, and we looked like little fucking panda bears. It was adorable. She really was a creative person. That does sound very, very cute and creative, like you said. I mean, <laughs> I can't get over the squee factor. <laughs> so anyway, that oh my was goodness. my number one. Uh, we have got about an 50 minutes in the show. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, okay. we're going to talk about costumes we've always wanted to be. And then, um, yeah, so we're going to go to break, and we'll be right back. Enjoy these words from our sponsors that really aren't our sponsors. It's just filler that I have. <laughs> 
we don't just have sales reps. We have perfect plan identifiers. People who will work with you to make sure your business gets everything it needs and nothing that it doesn't. Your business deserves more, and that's why you can expect more from Cox Business. Call 800-526-8572 to switch today. There's nothing more predictable in life than the unexpected. Lightning will always strike. Hail will fall on roofs. Fortunately, there's AAA. AAA has been helping members stay prepared for over a 100 years. So when unusual storms, fallen debris, or sudden leaks happen, you'll be covered. Check, check, and check. Get the home and auto insurance you need by talking with a AAA insurance agent today. Visit AAA.com slash insurance or stop by your local AAA store. If you prefer real mornings, shouldn't you have a real breakfast? At McDonald's, we get real about breakfast. That's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only $1.50. It's time to wake up breakfast. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. You're listening to He Said, She Said with your host Aggie Regan and Mickey Blowtorch on klrnradio.com. Dun, 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 dun. All right, I dun, found dun, it. Dun, dun. I'm posting it in the chat. Okay. All right, we're back from break. <laughs> if you were just tuning in, you've tuned in to He Said, She Said, KellerInRadio.com. We're talking about Halloween costumes this evening, and I am getting boozed up. Welcome back. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yes, I found I found my 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 uh, post apocalyptic. Ooh, a post apocalyptic yeah, so, Alice. Yeah, I'm posting it in the chat. I got to see this right now. <laughs> that is cute. Yeah. So, oh, there was a, a the flamingo was hanging from the chain, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, but you had to, you had to understand what the icons were to understand what the costume was, which is why. I, a lot of the adults, as soon as they saw the Cheshire tail, the Cheshire cat's tail, they knew. Yeah, the Mad so, Hatter ticket. Yeah. Or the, the, the hat Hatter size. Ticket. And that wig, that wig was fun. <laughs> Wigs are blue, great. black, and, 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 and white. So. <laughs> that you, that's, that's awesome. That's a good costume. It was fun. It was fun. So what was your what was your most favorite Halloween party or gathering, regardless of what you were wearing? What was the most memorable one? Oh, let's see. Um, I think it was it was a college party that I attended. Um, I dressed. I took a I took a sheet and a few pins and a belt, this gold chain belt that I had, and I went as you know some Grecian chick. And 
Um, and, the, and the thing was, everybody was telling me, oh, you're wearing a toga. I said, no, I'm actually not wearing a toga, but thanks for playing. <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> an anthropology major, so I knew. <laughs> I knew the difference. And so, um, uh, but that, that party was a lot of fun because everybody that attended, it was, it was a party given, it was being hosted by two fraternity houses and one sorority house. And the thing was, you had to come as some kind of historical figure, okay, um, or a, a, a somebody from from you know a character from history. Not necessarily like you could be a cobbler, but you had to be dressed like a cobbler. Would have been in eighteen hundred. Which flavor? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I would have come in a Stouffer's, you know, tin, but whatever. I'm beach. <laughs> <laughs> so that and that one was fun because for me it was more about identifying everybody that was dressed up there and it was a huge party and there must have been at least 150 people there and um but you know they're not uh they're well known for getting rowdy and uh serving alcohol and all that stuff but this one because it was um i think one of the soror uh no, one of the fraternity guys was actually the president of the Greek Council. He had to be very careful, so it was very well behaved. So mm-hmm. for me, it was more fun just to go and see what everybody else was wearing and trying to identify. And I met a few really cool people there, and we're still friends to this day, believe it or not. <laughs> you know, I cannot believe how creative, detailed, and just absolutely smart and amazing people can be for Halloween. It is. It's amazing. Some of the costumes that you see out there are just utterly amazing. And I I just absolutely have zero Halloween creativity. But I want it so bad. <laughs> so out of we we talked about our the favorite costumes that we have been. And everybody's yeah. got costumes that they wanted to be. And they yeah. haven't had the chance to do it for whatever reason, either funds or maybe timing or you just don't have enough resources to pull it together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So let's talk about those. And I've got a list of three in no particular order. So let's go with what you've got and you can lead us off on that. Oh, Sure. Believe it or not, one of the costumes that I aspire to wear, and this will probably be 20 years from now when I can pull it off, I want to dress like Queen Elizabeth II. Interesting. (laughs) I want to have a little toy corgi at my side. I want to wear the little brown loafers, (laughs) the hat, and I have to be carrying a gin and tonic. A gin because and tonic. Not everybody, not everybody knows this about Queen Elizabeth II, but every year on her birthday, she goes off for the weekend to spend it with her cousin. Her cousin has a house um, uh, out in the, in the country somewhere. And she spends her birthday weekend with her cousin. And all they do is they just hang out, have gin and tonics. <laughs> and, wait, you've talked about this before. <laughs> yes, I just love that about about her she's just she really is a woman that has done 
a lot of people think, oh, well, she's royalty. Yeah, but, you know, she's gotten her hands dirty. She did serve in World War II. She, she does her, she used to do her own gardening around the, um, the, uh, uh, the country estate where they, where they do. I mean, she, she gets down and dirty. She used to drive herself until, you know, the doctor said, okay, you need to have a driver and he's like and she's like why i'm only 76 <laughs> i i've seen her firing machine guns yes i mean she drove ambulances she she trained on uh on several different types of weaponry i believe she um i believe she was also an accomplished fencer she she was like you know a renaissance woman really so what what age uh, age do you want to be queen elizabeth the second I probably when From, I'm in my seventies. By then, I should be all you know. So you, you don't want to be like you want to be like seventies Liz or young Liz. No, I, I want to be seventies Liz. I okay. want to be the old Liz. The old one, know. the cute little. The old one, yes, the cute one with the corgis at her feet, you know that kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> I can see that. A little surprising, but I can see it. Much much later from now. One of mine, I've. Okay. Ever since the uh, the remake of the Adams Family came out, and I guess that was about ninety one or two, with Raul Julia as Gomez, I have loved that movie. Ever since that came out, I was totally oh, obsessed with the Adamses when I was a kid. Loved it. I you know I loved that whole morbid thing going on. It was just it really spoke to me, and it was a big part of me in my childhood. So I've always wanted to go as a theatrical quality Gomez Adams, like. Just the the outfits that he always wore (laughs) were so awesome and 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 lavish and and gaudy and awesome. I any one of the outfits that he wore in the movie The Adams Family that was re released would be fantastic. And I that's been one of my top ten costumes of all time that I've wanted to be. That would be so epic. I mean I, I don't know if you remember, but he did. Um, I, I, I want to say he was in the Mortal Kombat movie. He was. He was in um, right? Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Okay, yes. so that was it. And one of the, it, believe it or not, I think that was his last won, movie. Honestly, it was. It was his last movie. Um, he actually won an award for acting, best acting, but given by, I don't know. I want to say it was. Uh, the French or the British or something like that. And I was like, really? Okay. But he was, he was an excellent actor and he is missed to this day. But one of the quirkiest things about that movie is that he had a hat for every outfit. It was the same, you know, the commander's hat type of thing. Oh, but but when he was in his silk jacket, jacket, his hat was velvet. And I just died. I was, I was dying. I was like, Oh my God, this is, I don't know who did the costuming for this, but this is so epic. <laughs> Raul Julia was incredible. You can go back to to his role in a Havana as the uh, the uh, the Cuban uh, uh, revolutionary and whatnot. Or he he wasn't actually the revolutionary, but he was he was an activist. Yeah, all of his roles have been fantastic, but I think his role as Gomez Adams over uh, John Ashton was. Fantastic. John Ashton was a bit quirky and goofy and comic-y, I thought. Raul Julia brought a little bit more 
romance and seriousness to Gomez. Yes, John it was, Ashton it was a little had. heavier and darker, and I liked yes, that about it. Just slightly, because it was still very whimsical. But mm-hmm. he's my favorite Gomez. And yeah. all of the clothes that he wore in that movie, I would wear any one of those outfits present day. <laughs> no problems at all. Uh, believe it or not, I dressed as Wednesday once. <laughs> that would totally be cute on you. Right? <laughs> I, I love one of the things I, that blew me away, I actually saw this picture. It was um, Christina Ricci dressed uh-huh. as Morticia. Oh. And it was when she got older? stunning. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, it was just, I mean, she's just, I got to find it because it was, like, epic. Yeah, you're going to have to post that. But, um, man, we. Oh, we, yeah. We, it, it's so crazy. I, I guess I grew up right alongside her. She was, I think she was about my same age when that movie came out. So, yeah, the yeah, was... Gomez Adams, theatrical quality, though. I don't want to be like a bullshit Gomez Adams. And, caveat, if I had theatrical quality Gomez Adams costume, I would get a haircut and shave my beard just for the costume. I can see it. <laughs> MD Campbell in a chat just posted a uh, picture of Cousin It dressed as Chewbacca and John Ashton Gomez oh, as Adams great. as Han Solo. That's fantastic. John Ashton as Han Solo. Okay, I just posted. Holy smokes. Uh, right? I mean, stunning. <laughs> Crikey. She <grew> up. <laughs> That is, that's amazing. I think, I think all the guys in the chat are like, whoa. Yeah, my jaw dropped. <laughs> is, is that a legitimate picture that she posed in yes. the, the yes, Morticia? Yes, she, she posed as Morticia. You know, obviously a modern uh, take on what her theatrical mother was. Fantastic. Yes. Oh, I, I loved, I loved Crikey. Angelica Houston. Ordy said, I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> <laughs> Angelica Houston was perfect as Morticia. She really she was. She was. She was. I, I've, I've actually loved everything that Angelica Houston has been in. I mean, seriously, when Daddy Daycare came out, I was not really interested in watching that movie until I heard she was in it. And then I went and watched the movie. Uh, just for her. I mean, it was a fun, cute movie. Were you a I big fan of uh, the the biker show? What was that called? Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Was she in that? I know it was Katie Siegel. Oh, okay. No, she wasn't in that. It was Katie Siegel. Okay. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. What a, an embarrassing <laughs> blunder on my part. But yes, I agree. You know, Ordy Carolyn Jones. You know, to this day, she's still the most stunning Morticia. Angelica Houston's characterization of Morticia was just fantastic. Now, it, and if we want to dive in a little bit deeper, <laughs> Yvonne DiCarlo. Ooh, oh, my God. That blows moment was stunning. Every single, I would say, horror queen out of the water when it comes to beauty. What a mm-hmm. smoke show she was. Absolutely beautiful woman. And oh, yeah. Lily totally. Munster was is still probably one of my favorite boyhood fantasies that still carries over into my adulthood to this day. Absolute smoke <laughs> show, even above Elvira. You know, Elvira had the big old pumpkins. 
let's be honest. You know, those are those are big things. Yeah. But yeah. Yvonne DiCarlo yeah, as Lily Munster, wow, how absolutely beautiful she wa- really was. And, you know, when she was wearing those coffin cloaks and the, the, the cobweb lace and all of that, it kind mm-hmm. of – Took away and made it a little bit whimsical, but at the end of the day, she was she was gorgeous. Oh yeah, she was. I, I've I've seen her stills uh, from the fifties and sixties, and I was just like, wow, incredible. Even even when she did a murder, she wrote episode, and she was really in her dotage by then. She still looked really pretty. She was, I mean, obviously she was heavy heavier. She had gained a lot of weight and everything, but her face. You could still see the beauty and everything. It was just amazing. If you just Google her name, it'll come up with the, some of the more prevalent images of her, and you'll you'll see what we're talking about. She was just gorgeous. And I've I've never read this personally, but a a friend of mine told me that she had actually had a, a very kind of a sadder life. I guess her husband was in some kind of car accident that rendered him. Uh, kind of de- dependent and so she worked hard to make sure that he was provided for oh yeah yeah i had heard that too it's so sad some Super of the sad and, and, and stuff that still kind of uh i think it speaks volumes of the character that she was that we never got to mm-hmm. meet off the silver screen anywho yeah. okay <laughs> what do you have for your uh your next one of costumes we've always wanted to be my number two is actually a movie character from one of my favorite movies, and I am never going to dress like this person ever, 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 because I cannot ever pull it off. Don't tell me you're going to do <laughs> Selma Hayek from Dust Till Dawn. No. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Although, no, 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 no. I couldn't pull that one off either. <laughs> well, you got the snake. I do have the snake, though. That's true. You're halfway um, there. Not long enough, though. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I could work that in. No, uh, Lilu from The Fifth Element. I swear to God, Jean-Paul Gaultier had the best eye to make the most outlandish, out-there costumes in any movie that he was involved in. And he did all the costuming for The Fifth Element. And... It was funny because the very first time that I watched that movie and I saw what um, Bruce Willis was wearing, I was like, you know, I bet you the costuming is done by Jean-Paul Gaultier. And I was with my sister is he big and into her straps? husband. Huh? Is he big into straps? He's big into straps. He uses a lot of feathers. He uses a lot of uh, leather and latex and vinyl. Just, Sounds like my ex-wife. Way out there. He's really way out there. As a matter of fact, the first time I saw his costuming in a movie was, um, I always mess this movie. It was The Thief, no, The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover. He did the costuming in that, in that movie, and it was fantastic. And so, isn't, that, I, isn't that the title of a Vox article? <laughs> uh, but I, I just, I thought that the costuming in that movie was like so neat and so cool. I could never do the thermal bandages one at all. And I briefly thought about her costume in the rest of the movie, but 
yeah, I I don't have the body, and it's just never happening. But I always thought that that costume would be cool. What an interesting movie that was. I remember seeing it in the movie theater. It was just, it was quirky and weird, I thought. It was. It It was was something different for its time. Uh, And all of the casting was just incredibly weird it was huge the the casting was star-studded i mean look we had like pete postlewaite bruce willis uh chris tucker um so many people were oh what was the kid from 90210 luke perry luke perry was in it you know but see and that's what i'm talking about they were cast in this film but contrary to characters that they had been known for you know what i mean like uh tiny lister he was always a tough guy and thug and everything. He's the president of the Federation. <laughs> Byron James, who's always a bad guy, is actually... His oh, thing. Gary Oldman. Hey, I forgot Gary, Gary Oldman. Oldman. Holy shit. <laughs> you know. You know, it's it, just... it, it was... And so what is going on with the fifth element? Because it has been on television like 15 times in the last year. Is there an anniversary... Uh... Is something happening? I don't. I really. It's been don't on know. television Sometimes when a that lot. happens, it's usually around a, uh, somebody's birthday, like one of the stars' birthdays or something like that. But I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, it could be at the twentieth uh, anniversary <laughs> or whatever it was is coming up. But I, it, to this day, it's still one of my favorite movies, and I will sit down and watch it. I will. I will quote the whole thing. I don't care. And the soundtrack was just awesome on top of that so for me it it but that costume oh that with, costume would have been one that i would love to have worn when i was younger crikey <laughs> so md campbell in chat just said that oldman is such a chameleon he can play anything and that is oh, so yeah. true because if you think about it oldman is just a character actor but he's getting like the characters that he plays almost gets like like first billing. Yes. He is one of the few character actors that actually has star billing. That, you know, and I mean, I, rem- I I don't know if anybody remembers this, but he played Beethoven. Immortal Beloved was one of, what? it's still one of my favorite. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. Immortal Beloved. He plays Beethoven in it. And it is fantastic. This is the same guy that plays the crooked FBI dude in The Professional. And who in turn plays, you know, Commissioner Gordon in the Batman movie. Drexel, turn, true, true you know, romance. Um, oh, in true, oh my God. Fucking Sid Vicious <laughs> and Sid Nancy. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, he, he, he can... He doesn't have and, his own brand. He's a character actor in it. That's amazing, though. But... For him, him to take that to like an A-listing status, I think is fantastic. Oh, He's Dracula! The, um, fucking Dracula! Yes, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and that was him in 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 costume and makeup too. It wasn't some old guy. It was him. I mean, it's just it, he's done such neat. His entire. He's probably the only A-lister that's a character actor. Yeah, I would have to say Jeff that. is putting up a bunch of that. his roles up there in chat. Yeah. And he's not above good. wearing a costume at all. No. 
which you know you see a lot of of Hollywood uh, uh, royalty that refuses to block their face with anything. Oh, I have to agree here with Ordi. Andreas Katsoulis was an amazing actor, and to this day, I mourn his passing. He was just I, everything he did. It didn't matter, and I didn't care if he was good guy or bad guy. I was gonna, I was gonna watch that, whatever it was he was in. I fell in love with him as Gakar. I don't everything, everything, but he was an amazing actor, and it, it's it. It, it was so sad about his passing. You know, uh, Ordi, have you noticed that so many have passed away from that were in Babylon Five? I mean, and 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 quite quite a few of them while they were young. It was it's startling to me. But yeah, a lot of people have died. I'm, I'm just <laughs> they, looking. They cannot bring the original cast back. <laughs> huh? It's impossible. <laughs> what a. Yeah. Wow, what a bunch of talent. I'm just looking at these photos of Oldman still. At... I know, I know. And let me tell you, even dressed like that and in the top hat when he was uh, Dracula. Uh, I could pull Dracula, that shit off. Even as old Dracula, he was hot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could pull off the top hat look. Oh, and I don't know who did the costuming for that Dracula movie, but they were, I mean, the costumes in that movie were so beautiful it was they almost were. distracting they, they the really actual... stayed with the period yeah and it, it was almost distracting from the whole i had to watch that movie three times in order to be able to follow the damn story because the effects were so good the costuming was just fantastic it was distracting to me i i want that that suit and top hat he had though in dracula yeah you need that in your and, life and looking at the at his hair did i tell you that i had a blowout the other day no, what? So, <laughs> I um, I was going into work, and my boss told me that uh, we had some VIPs in town, uh, some very big VIPs from um, our company. And I looked in the mirror, getting ready for work, and I looked homeless as fuck. So, <laughs> I went straight to my barber shop. It's one of those like special specialty men's barber shops. You know where they treat you good, wrap you in hot towels and shit like that, and uh, all of the all the stylists are, are chicks. So I I go in there as soon as they open. I'm like, hey, I look homeless as fuck, and I've got bosses in town. I need you to give me a. I need you to cut the tips, give me a shampoo and a blowout, and style it for me so that I I don't look so shitty. And she did it, and I looked fucking it like 1970s porn star, amazing. It was awesome. My hair was all feathered out. I've, I've had it layered through like the last year. So there's like three different layers going. And the the curls just, they're magnificent. Fucking great. I was so happy to get the blowout. She, get, she gave me the mirror and I started like laughing when I saw myself. And I'm like, this is so fucking 1976. I can't stand it. It was awesome. And that's my uh, my blowout story. I, I felt magnificent <laughs> for like 12 hours. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, so what's your next question? <laughs> All right, my next uh, costume that I've always wanted to be, and this kind of, I guess, surfaced when I was uh, around 16 years old. I wanted to be a naval aviator in dress whites from the movie Top Gun. I thought that uniform was so fucking awesome that 
I, I just wanted to be it for Halloween. I wanted to be uh, Tom Cruise in the, the Navy choker white. And then I ended up joining the Navy and getting to wear <laughs> a uniform of my own and didn't want to be a naval aviator so much after that. After that, yeah, you were done. Stick and fork. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got my fill of it. <laughs> Ooh, fight wing words from Ordy and Chad. Ouch, shots fired, Ordy. Shots fired. I will play volleyball with you, though, sir. Yes, Stacy. She is in McClintock. I remember that was so, that was such a good movie. It was on the other night. It was on the other night. I got to watch it. It was fun. You know what TV channel that I don't have that I really really miss is um, T- TCM. Yeah, that's a really good channel. And All of those. They uh, they changed my cable package to where that's like a premium channel now. It's no longer mm-hmm. on the basic pack. And TCM, I used to fall asleep every night watching TCM. And I didn't care what was on. I would just fall asleep watching TCM. That was my thing to do. And I really miss it. And every now and then, I, I pass TCM and see, like, an amazing movie, like, North by Northwest is on, or, or Cool Hand Luke, or some other shit. And I can't watch them. And I'm so sad. And this is the greatest time of the year for it, because they're playing all of the old uh, silver screen horror movies. Yes. Yes, that was the one thing that they did. Thirty-one days of October. <laughs> it was it was so awesome. I don't get it in my package either. So that's not a that's what she said. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my, my, um... I don't get it that in my box. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and this is me sober. Okay. Um, yeah, I I miss it too because it was it was a lot. I mean, it was just that the Hollywood Regency time of filmmaking, it's, I don't know, there was such romance involved with everything, even, you know, swashbuckling picks or Westerns or World War II movies or whatever. There was romance with every aspect of life back then. Look at the craftsmanship. Yeah. You look into like a ceiling of, of mm-hmm. a building that was built in the Victorian era. So decorate and ornate. You don't have that romance in anything anymore. No, no, not really. So sad. And and let's face it, Hollywood, all they're doing is rebooting everything. Rebooting has, cookie cutter. And, hey, <laughs> speaking of rebooting, I watched a Halloween movie with Adam Sandler that's on Netflix called Hubie's Halloween. It was a Happy Madison production. Uh, it was absolutely terrible. It was the <laughs> stupidest movie. I watched the whole thing. There were some laughable moments. It made me laugh. But what I realized what was happening is Adam Sandler is getting these movie contracts, mm-hmm. making a fortune, and he doesn't give a shit anymore. He's calling up all of his old buddies, and they're just having fun together. And I think that's one of the coolest things we're seeing happen in cinema history right now is just Adam Sandler having fun with his friends. And studios are buying it up and paying for it and greenlighting everything because the movies are not funny. But you can see the fun that he's having with his friends. And I think that that's recognizable on camera, and I, I, I do think that's cool. Hey, if he's got the money and he's got okay. the time, why not, right? I would do the same thing. Yeah, like, exactly. oh, you're going to give me uh, $20 million, blah, 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 blah. Okay, let me call all the buddies up. Come on, Ordy. Come on, Mandy. Let's do this. Woo! We're going to have a good time. <laughs> all right. 
Okay, so my turn, right? Your turn. So I think my number one of the costume I want to do, and I, I just might do this one in a few years. Mm. Phyllis Diller. Oh, snap. Right? <laughs> this It is so me. <laughs> From where? From the 60s. I got to do her from the 60s. Of course. I got it. I got to. I mean, she was just, a, she's iconic. <laughs> is, is there a particular role? Uh, no, not really. I mean, there were so many of her, uh, of her skits. I just, I can't pick one, but her, the characterization, you know, when she would have that sequin sheath and the little, the, the, the um, cigarette holder, the wig, the eye, the false eyelashes, just everything was just so overdone that it's just, I, I, I need to do that before I die. <laughs> I think you could totally pull it off. I think so. <laughs> I would do this one before you did Queen Elizabeth. I probably will do it before Queen Elizabeth. Queen, Queen, I'm saving Queen Elizabeth the second for the last one that I do, <laughs> I think. I'm pretty sure. I mean, let's face it. I'm not quitting dressing up for Halloween anytime soon. I might quit posting, you know, uh, pictures <laughs> after a certain age. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to still dress up for kids. I'm going to dress up for, you know, trunk or treat or whatever it is that they're doing uh, down at the Civic Center around here. Uh, it's Because it's fun. And the thing is, I've I've noticed that lately more adults are starting to get into the whole spirit of Halloween again, especially after COVID. Last year, I saw more grown-ups dressed up than I had seen in 10 years. It was really freaky. And, and I'm not talking about store-bought costumes like at Party City. I'm talking they actually thought out the costumes and, you know, there was a guy that actually dressed up as um, Bob Ross, you know, oh, that's and you cool. could tell it was Bob Ross. He had, and he was walking around with, um, you know, the the painter's palette, you know, and, sure. and a happy little tree. <laughs> that that's pretty fucking cute, honestly. <laughs> you know that kind of thing, but it, I, I think just people decided, let's, uh, I need to get out, I need to have fun or something, and I, I think this you know, Halloween has become an outlet now because it's one of the few things that people can still do outside and it doesn't require a lot of money or, you know, entertainment value. They can entertain themselves. I think that you're absolutely correct on that. I, um, ever since the COVID happened, me, me and the girls started dressing up in crazy costumes and drinking in the driveway I showed you all of those pictures early uh, 2020, right? I think so, yeah. Where we would just order ridiculous outfits on, on Amazon. It didn't matter what time of the year it was. So I think this Halloween, I kind of want to do something. Maybe I might go down to a Spirit Halloween store and see what they got. Because eh, it's a little late to think of anything substantially cool, right? And I do not have the creative uh, thought process that you do. So... I don't know what I would be this year, to be honest with you. We went as Fidel Castro and Che two years ago. <laughs> I sent you those pictures. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty cute. 
So going into, I guess, my last costume that I would like to be, this is something that I've always thought about and never really had the opportunity to be this. And I think it would be really fun, but you would have to have the right group of people. I've always wanted to be Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. <gasps> Dude, I always wanted to dress up like the cast. Right? <laughs> yes. Like get a whole group of friends and everybody that's perfect for each role. I would shave my beard and get a haircut to be Gilligan. <laughs> no, I could totally see you and the girl being Lovey and Thurston Howell. I, I, I could, well, I, I guess I've put on quite a bit of weight since I was younger and I could, I could do that Thurston Howell. But I've always been Gilligan at heart. I, I used yeah. to wear the old Navy um, bell bottoms until the last day that we were not allowed to wear them. I wore those bell bottoms every single fucking day because they were fucking great and cool and comfortable. You know, I'm talking about the denim ones that they yep. used to wear, the dungarees. Mm-hmm. And those were uh, World War II leftovers. And I was one of the last divisions to get issued those in the Navy. And But I, I wore them until I, I couldn't wear, wear them anymore. And I still have them. They don't fit, of course. But I, I can totally pull off a Gilligan. And that was kind of like who my... That, it, if if I had to explain myself in high school, Pothead Gilligan would be how I would explain myself. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so, yeah, Gilligan I, from Gilligan's Island. I don't know who I would be on Gilligan's Island. I'd probably be Lovey because I'm I'm at that age point, you know. I, I can't. Think you, I can't I do think ginger. You could still I'm do a ginger. That. I could maybe you, you, get you, away with Marianne. Well, I mean, I think maybe. you're a little too naughty for Marianne. <laughs> okay. So you could probably do a ginger. You I'm know, too but short, though. I, I need a skipper. I need a skipper. <laughs> I think MD is volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> there, there we go. We we got it lined up perfect. But so yeah, awesome. that that's one of my. Uh, one of my big ones that I wanted to be, and it just never panned out. Well, maybe we should, you know, if we finally get around to meeting and we can do something for next Halloween, maybe we should. That would be super fun. What I if we had a KLR and Halloween party at your little uh, homestead? Yeah, I actually have a dress that's very ginger-like. I just need a red wig. It, what what if we had like bobbing for apples and all the old good stuff? Yeah, we could do that. It'd be hilarious and fun. So, so okay, y'all can do that. I don't do bobbing for apples because the last time I tried, <laughs> I lost around. <laughs> hey, we do. No, I was not a kid. I was an idiot grown up. <laughs> this, this year we're gonna have bobbing for cucumbers. What? <laughs> You're welcome, America. <laughs> well, on that note, it's already 8.02. We're past our broadcasting limit. Yes. It has yes. been such a nice night. I've had a lot of fun. I'm glad to have you back. I'm so glad to be back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, the outro. Oh. Oh, the outro. I missed the outro. <laughs>
We have the best outro ever. Yes, we do. Even though it was stolen from Saturday Night Live, which uh, we're allowed to use because apparently we've got licensing rights to it. That's awesome. This is my most favorite outro ever, though. Yes. I will buy rights to this if I if push ever comes to shove because I never want to have another outro in my life. It's the best outro. It is. Well, I was glad to be back and... You know, I, I've noticed that since I went to New Orleans trying to get back into like a uh, podcast uh, rhythm has been a little difficult. There's been all kinds of crazy things happen and we're trying to trying to get back and trying to remain constant. But it's been a yeah. bit of a challenge lately. Oh seems. god, yes. It's been it has been it has been very challenging, especially for you. And your and, and I understand your schedule is kind of way unstable at the moment but we'll oh, get things, there things we'll are a lot better and we're doing better mm-hmm. and um i totally missed you aggie tell us where Good. we can find you well you can find me at aggie Regan and at aggie the barkeep that's the cocktail account which i really should start posting most of my cocktails <laughs> and you can find me tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, doing the Cocktail Lounge with my wonderful co-host, Brad Slager. And Friday night, right here, 8.30 p.m. Eastern as well, doing He Said, She Said with my quirky co-host, Mickey Blotor. So quirky! <laughs> and where are you, Mickey? Well, you can find me on Twitter being Mickey Blowtorch. I'm just a fucking awesome guy. Having a good time. Give me a follow. Um, you'll have some laughs, I promise. And then you can find this me every Friday night here on KellerinRadio.com, hosting He Said, She Said, with my beautiful friend and wonderful co-host, uh, Aggie Reekin, bringing you the content that you love and desire and deserve, and we love doing it. And, um, yeah, thanks for showing up tonight. We had a lot of fun. Good times. We did. We did. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. So... America, be kind to one another. It doesn't cost you anything. Don't take anybody's word for it unless you check with me first and keep your tits dry. We love you, baby. Good night. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.